This is really pretty wild. A submarine found after 80 years off the coast of Long Island. Wow. On the phone right now, Richard Simon, Vice President, Shoreline Diving. Good morning. Congratulations on the find. Yeah. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. So were you looking for it, or did you find it by accident? Whoops. <laughs> so it's kind of been a mystery in Long Island Sound that everyone's known about. You know, we knew where it was. It was in Long Island Sound. We just didn't know exactly where it was. So I'm a commercial diver for a living. Um, so work kind of took me through an area we thought it could be, and we, we started doing some research, talking to people, and boom, we found a hiding in plain sight in Long Island Sound. Wow. I'm sure you guys have fished it before. Um, no. uh, where, where was it? Right off of uh, Old Saybrook? Yeah, it's off of Old Saybrook um, in a little over, you know, 170 feet of water, just sitting on the bottom, mismarked by Noah um, as a different shipwreck that no one had dove. Oh, Whoops. there's your. So they said, oh, it's this shipwreck, and then they move on. Right. <laughs> and then and then they move on. You know, a lot of times the government doesn't have the resources to do things, and we were just inquisitive and started looking. This submarine, uh, how did it end up lost? Seems kind of hard to lose a submarine. Yeah, it's kind of big, right? Yeah, yeah it's, it's a big target. It's 100 feet long, 13 feet diameter, so it's big. But when you put it in the middle of Long Island Sound, it's pretty hard to find. So people have looked for it for years. Um, the story goes it was built by Simon Lake in 1907, famous inventor. Um, tried to sell it to the Navy, and they never wanted it's, it. Were, were we using submarines in the military in 1907? So he was competing um, with another gentleman, Holland, uh, who later, you know, sold the first submarine to the Navy. So, yes, our early submarines, I mean, if you think far as back as, like, the Hunley and things like that, yeah. the Monitor wasn't necessarily yeah, a submarine. Yeah. Wow. So you have all this early history, and he, he creates this submarine that you could dive from. It had wheels that could drive on the bottom, and I think it was too futuristic for the Navy, and they just never wanted it. Wheels so, you could drive on the bottom, but the bottom would be pretty muddy. Right. right? Yeah. <laughs> <Just> like, <Yeah. laughs> that's pretty wild. Didn't think about that part. No, he loved Jules Verne in, in Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. So, so you know, I don't know how much of it is reality and how much of it is is drawings. So, okay, you know, gotcha. Yeah. So, if you we were able to get a lot of old popular mechanics articles he wrote about this, and there's beautiful pictures of this thing, you know, driving on the bottom, and you know. Not necessarily the reality of things, but pretty innovative for his time. If you think years later, you know, the Navy invents, you know, the NR1 that can drive on the bottom and, and tap Russian cables and things like that. So, wow. you know, pretty cool technology for the time. So and the Navy never wants it. Right. So it sits at the dock in New London. And then, you know, he tries to remake the sub as a rescue submarine to rescue trapped submariners. In 1929, he does this PR stunt with Amelia Earhart diving off of Defender wow. off Block Island. Right. You know, there's all these crazy tie-ins, but in the end, he was just a man ahead of his time, and it sat at the docks in New London. And then, you know, there's two stories, whether they were towing it somewhere and it sank or if they scuttled it. Um, what does that mean? Really, they sink uh, it deliberately? They it. Yeah. Yeah, they just filled it with water and sunk it. So, you know. I want that job. War, yeah, yeah, I can handle that yeah. one. Yeah, cinch for me. Yeah, my day job is picking up sunken boats off the bottom, so I love when boats sink. 
Yeah, it was kind of a big but, one. <laughs> that's what I call yeah. my dating life. Right. <laughs> Sunken boats. <laughs> Sunken boats. <laughs> yes. So it's just, you know, it's a piece of history because it, it has so much early technology on it. And, you know, we assembled a team to go out and look for it. One person can't just go and do this. So it was a big team effort. It's a win for, you know, Connecticut history. You know, we're pretty much the submarine capital of the world with electric bow and the Navy base and all this, you know, rich maritime history. So we just, you know, identified a piece of all of our history. It's, Man, that's you know, it's what, all a, our submarine. what a find. Yeah. And um, how did you know to look there or how long have you been looking and uh, bring us through that whole process? Yeah, so it's been known about. I first learned about it in the, I'll say, 2005. Um, I'm a young wreck diver. I went to some Connecticut State archaeology meetings. Um, I was brought to, I introduced to a guy by the name of Glenn Ream um, by a friend, Pete Johnson. You just hear about a sub in Long Island Sound, and you look for it, you know, on and off for, for years, and everyone kind of has, not too seriously. We got a new uh, research vessel for my company, uh, not too long ago, so we decided to. We were going. How to much did that cost? A lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, you know what you had to learn. Yeah. Yes. And so we were going to Brantford a whole bunch and transiting Long Island Sound. So we just started looking at what could be there for fun to dive on the weekends. You know, that's my hobby, as well as my job. I'm lucky I get to do what I love to do for a living. So we just started looking at targets. What could things be? Um, talking to people, other boat captains, Captain Billy Palmer, you know, all the people who came before us and just figuring out what could be out there on the bottom. Yeah. And, you know, we'd always wanted to find Defender. You know, there's other lost shipwrecks in Long Island Sound we still want to find. And by a process of elimination, just diving other targets out there, we came upon it. So we've been looking for years. We just got a new vessel, you know, in the last six months, and we're able to look a lot harder. Right. Um, so I heard that that was a challenging look because of the area and the tides. Yeah, so it's a mud bottom. You know, shut your eyes. It's pitch black. The bottom's mud, and you have current. So you can only dive every six hours for 45 minutes when the current's not running. So it's it's a challenging dive. It's a deep dive. You know, you have to have special certifications and and be trained, but so I assembled a team of the best divers I knew um, to come and do this. So it was a great opportunity uh, for me, for my friends, just to go out and have fun on the weekends. It's, this is kind of what it's we incredible. do on the weekends. Wow. Please tell me you recorded this, and we're going to see this in some form of a television streaming show or something. Yeah, I, I would love we. So we've only done one dive on it so far, and then we announced it because I want to get this protected because I think it's an important piece of all of our history. I don't want people coming and ripping it apart. Yeah, and yeah, and you um, also want to say we found it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Claim that. Yeah. Well, to me, I'm, I'm more after this is a piece of all of our history, and I want to inspire young kids. You know, I was a Boy Scout. I love being outdoors. I want kids to think this is cool and go outside and play and look for things and you know have that excitement of being able to go find something. Right. That's what I enjoy. Talking to Richard Simon, Vice President Shoreline Diving, he and his crew found a submarine, the Defender, that's been lost for 80-something years off the coast of uh, Connecticut. Oops. Pretty wild yeah. stuff. Yeah. Did you actually see it? Like, do you guys go down, or did you send a drone, or how did that work? Yeah. So we've done one dive on it. So how all expeditions work, nothing ever goes to plan. So we tried to dive it last Friday in because of the conditions, we just couldn't find it on the bottom, diving. So we were all very disappointed. So we said we we're going to come back on Sunday. So uh, we went back on Sunday with a different plan. Uh, 
four of us were going to jump in the water and dive it, but it was foggy. We were rushing to meet the tide so we could dive it. So I ended up dropping just two of my friends in the water on what we call a shot weight. So we drop a weight next to the wreck, and they go down and swim to it. It was my friend Steve Bates, you know, 60th birthday. He was the first one to touch it, a pretty good birthday present. Oh, happy birthday. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Cool. You're going to touch a submarine. <laughs> Yeah, that no one's seen. And we didn't know at that point if it was the sub or not, right? Right. Because all you're looking at is a picture of it on the bottom on your GPS and your bottom sounder. Yeah. So it ended up being that, and it met all the right dimensions, had all the right You found this Friday. It. Wasn't Friday the history of the Titanic sinking? Uh, that was the 12th. Was it Friday? When did, when uh, did you find the sub? We, we officially identified it on Sunday, but we first tried to dive it on Friday. So oh, a couple of days okay. after the Titanic sank. Yeah. Okay. So right around, that's just weird. That's you know? bizarre. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And as a diver, I've been lucky. Like, I got to go dive Britannic Titanic sister ship in Greece a couple of years ago in 400 feet of water. So wow. 400 feet? That's deep. Yep. Yeah. AJ's, that's deep. It is. Wow. Yeah, Thank it you, AJ. Is. No that was, problem, Steve. I was going to look it up, but right. for those of you for getting to that. playing at home, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Some analysis. I just, yeah. <laughs> what is, what is the, yeah. the largest thing in the Long Island Sound right now? My ex, my mother-in-law. I mean, she's not bathing, no. Yeah, so there's, there's so many shipwrecks in Long Island Sound that, like, the average recreational diver can visit from 30 feet to 130 feet. I mean, there's just so much history. The biggest thing, I mean, there's a couple big freighters. The Lake Hemlock might be the biggest, but. What's that one I mean, that's, that's right one. off of Long Island that people, it Andrew was a Doria, sh- it? Yeah, no. that's it, Andrea Doria. Yeah, so, you know, I, we dive the Andrea Doria a whole bunch. Uh, my friend Joe, who was one of the first ones to dive the Defender. Um, we've been going out there for, for years diving the Injadori. It's a, in about 250 feet of water. Wow. Okay. I heard that people would go on. We, we were talking about this like 25 years ago on Long Island. Yeah. People would go in there to get like little trinkets, like little cups and saucers and yep. things. And it would get so fog, you know, dusty and like cloudy. The water yep. would get so cloudy. They'd get lost in there and wouldn't be able to get back out. Yeah. Yeah, so unfortunately, I've been on, you know, expeditions out there where, where people have passed away. This stuff is dangerous, you know, and you have to be you've, careful. You've lost people on expeditions you've been on. Yeah, I mean, not me personally lost them. I was just, you know, on the trip and someone, you know, unfortunately right. passed away. But, yeah. but yes. What do you mean? Like, just you couldn't find them? No, we found them, but they were, you know, dead on the bottom. Yeah. Just like uh, they ran out of air or they had a heart attack or... So the problem is you never know, right? If someone dies diving, it's it's drowning, right? You yeah. never wow. know, you know. So if you have a heart attack on land, you don't suck in water. If you have a heart attack underwater, wow. um, yeah, you know. Unfortunately, us divers, you know, we look like seals because we know we need insulation, right? So we're not always in the best of shape. Gotcha. Right. Gotcha. Wow. Makes more points. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. So now, what happens with this submarine? So that's a great question. So, you know, I, I was kind of waiting to try and reach out to the state archaeologist. So we've now connected. Um, so I'm working with them to try and get some protection for the wreck and to figure out what is the next step. You know, a pipe dream would be to raise it and have it as a museum. But Can you imagine? It, yeah. Unfortunately, the reality is it's steel. It's been filled with salt water. So if you bring it up, it's going to fall apart. Um, and preserving it, we know from the Hunley and the Monitor, costs millions, if not billions of dollars. So I don't know what the next step is. The next step is to document it um, so we can share it with the world who's now interested in this, you know, little piece of Connecticut history. How do you document it? Do you go down there so personally gonna, or do you send a camera down there? How does that work? Yeah, so 
for us, we're divers, so you can do both, right? You have ROV technology today and diving technology. So we're going to dive it a whole bunch. We're going to share everything we have to everyone. Everyone's free to use it. You know, this isn't my shipwreck. This is our shipwreck. And I want, you know, kids, teachers, everyone to get interested, you know, in our history from this. Um, now, what's the protocol or whatever on this? You guys found it. Now you show up Saturday to dive it again, and there's 100 boats out there, and everyone's diving it. Is there... Like, oh, yeah, you guys found it. You guys get to go down right now. Or how how does that work? Yeah, so there's no unwritten rule. There's very few people in the area who are doing those types of dives. Um, And it's a very small, tight-knit community. And everyone in the community knows, and I've talked to them. So they're all invited to go out diving with us on our boat. You know, I want people to dive it because the more people who document it, the better it is. Um, But I don't think that's going to be a challenge we're going to have. Okay. Because the Titanic, once they found that, like every Yahoo went out there. Yeah, with a submarine. Yeah, right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This is, uh, wow. There's probably more money involved in the Titanic. I'm not saying that this would be a thing, but I don't know how you'd make money off touching a sub. Yeah, we're not. Yeah. Yeah, you don't make money off this. This is just things we do for fun because we think it's, it's cool. You know, most people, you know, if you think it's cool, it's cool. If not, it's a piece of metal on the bottom of the ocean it's i just love that to me it's fascinating and, i've always right. been fascinated same with this stuff. same dinosaurs and Shipwrecks. sunken ships yep. you ever find dinosaurs <laughs> down there <laughs> well would there be any bones in this submarine i mean this thing went down when no. it was empty right yeah it went down when it's empty there, there are no bones in it um it was never owned by the military so it really you know is just a, a a private individual submarine sitting on the bottom it was you know how the world works in the universe one of Simon Lake's descendants, Jay Jeffries, and I were able to have a phone conversation the other night for over two hours about history, and that's how I learned about the Amelia Earhart tie-in. So there's yeah, that's pretty wild. Yep. Yeah, it's just you never know how everyone's connected connected in the world. And one of the other Lake family descendants went to college with my father, commercial diving school in the seventies. That's wild. So it's just this crazy connection that you when you start putting all the pieces together. Now, if you get a chance to go inside this submarine, will you yep. go in? So it's silted in, right? So it's been sitting open on the bottom of Long Island Sound for the last 80 years. So it's completely filled to the top with mud. Oh. So oh, it's quite a challenge of, of digging it out. Um, and then the hatches, you know, you think of a guy in dive gear, we've got a rebreather on our back or a set of tanks, tanks in their arms. Right. We're not the smallest profile. Right, right, right. And you can't uh, fit through the hatch. Does anyone else hear that music or is it just me? Hear what? <laughs> I got it on oh. my end. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's always playing on here. <laughs> I was alone in the deep. <laughs> have you ever, um, I'm just, I could talk to you all day. I got to go, but we, we want to have you back as yeah. much as yeah. possible. Yeah. Richard Simon, I'm Vice President of Shoreline Diving. Have you ever gone down, found a shipwreck, and saw a skeleton underwater? Oh, no. So, Yes. So there are bones in shipwrecks. I mean, again, they're, they're shipwrecks, right? Like, yeah. There is a loss of life. A lot of a military wrecks have bones on them. You know, they are graveyards, and you have to treat them with respect. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That's, uh, That's creepy. I'm like, I ah! just, you know, the first time I saw anything like that was in a movie theater with Jaws when that, uh, what's his oh. face, his head? Ben Gardner's boat. Ben Gardner's yeah. boat. Ben Gardner. With the eyeball. Yep. Oh. Yeah. Yep.
He's trying to get the out. giant tooth out, and yeah. then his face. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and he dropped a tooth. And just like that's creepier. To, if one, it's creepy to find a dead body. It's another one to find it underwater. Yeah. 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 I would never swim again. Yeah. Like, no. If I go yeah. down there and there's bones, yeah. I'm out. Yeah. Well, I shower now. Well, I'm going back. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we always joke about as commercial divers. You know, we work in zero visibility all the time. We're in sewers. We dive in. In raw sewage, you know, you bump into something, and it's like, when are you going to find the body? Because, unfortunately, that's where they get dumped. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, right. Yuck. Well, we got to have you back. Congratulations on yeah, this guy. Yeah, this is, you know, when when I'm sure there was conversation, like, do we buy this new rig? Do we spend the money? It's a lot of money. You get the thing. You find this. It's like, okay. Yep. We did the right money thing. Well, well that was worth it. Money yeah. well spent. <laughs> yeah. No, I really appreciate you guys having me on and, and sharing this piece of history. Oh, absolutely. We're going to link up to your stuff on our radio station website, and congratulations on that fine, man. Appreciate Great work. It. Yes. Great work. Perfect. Big Thank team you. effort. Yes, so it is. It goes out to a big team. Thank you, Richard. Thank you.